this is Donna Otto, and I want to welcome you. Welcome to Modern Homemakers. Our joy, um, my job, is to encourage you in all that you do, especially in the areas of being a woman of faith. And this week is whatever you want to call it week, Passion Week, Holy Week, Week of Weeks. I've talked about this for the last six or seven weeks when on February 14th we set aside. Some of us went to churches and got ashes on our foreheads and stood in solidarity all day for being people who follow after Christ. And I hope you've done something. I hope you've done something. But if you haven't done anything so far, the next few days I want to talk to you about the things you might do. And these shows might be a hair longer, so stick with me. There's just three of them this week. And remind yourselves, um, and if you didn't hear the February 14th, you might go back. I don't know if I sang the song, but I certainly read the words to it, Change Our Hearts This Time. And it's a song that years ago I went to a church service, and they sang it. And I went and found the pastor and asked him if I could get the music, and it's kind of tattered and torn now. But every year at this time I bring this song out, and I say to the Lord, I want to be closer to you. I want to have a more intimate relationship with you. I know that I could never have all of you or know all of you until I'm in your presence. But while I'm here, I want to be knowing you more. I want to be loving you more. I want to be receiving your love. So I do lots of things. And on my desk right now, if you could see it, I have books. So I have three books that I'm going to recommend to you. This last week, I just get one of them. They'll send it to you on Amazon overnight. Do you know how that goes? The Final Week of Jesus, and that's by Max Lucado. Two of these are Max Lucado's, um, a friend who gives me them often. And then this one by Harold Myra, and it's called Easter Bunny, Are You For Real? And I've said this throughout the week, weeks. I'm going to keep saying it, though. Don't miss all the sweet spring daffodils and eggs and chocolate and bunnies and all the things that are part of this seasonal time of the year. But don't miss the Passion Week. And then there's another book called The Cross by Max Lucado. So you might get one of those and you might look at it. That might be the thing you do this week. You might get it and read it to your family. You might start now asking the Lord to change your heart this week. And then we provide for you a number of resources. I talked last week about the basket, the week of week Easter basket. And it's not a regular Easter basket, but it can have straw in it or grass in it. And it's set aside for what started yesterday, which is Palm Sunday. And there should be a palm in your basket. And two ways to do this. First of all, you can download it on free resources on the website. One piece of paper, Zoom, you have it all. And then for every day of the week, there is a symbol. And each day of the week has a passage of scripture. Most of them are from Matthew, Mark, and Luke, none from John. And John's perspective of this last week was very different and much shorter because John spends a lot of his time talking about the final discourse, which are the conversations that Jesus had. So he gets in at the end of the week where we're talking about um, 
the Last Supper and the New Covenant and then Friday the Crucifixion and and then the resurrection, and then what follows the resurrection. If you haven't read those last chapters of John recently, oh do, start at 14 and just read it through. That'd be a great exercise this week, just, just if you did that one. So for the week of weeks Easter basket, you put something in the bottom of whatever kind of basket. It can be an Easter looking or a basket you have that you usually put bread in. And then there's a palm. And then there's Monday money and Tuesday fig and Wednesday perfume, and Thursday kiss, and I have a big chocolate kiss that I buy at Valentine's time. They have these, they're made by the kisses, Mahershey Company, and it's about three or four inches big. It's really big. The kids all want to bite into it and eat it. And then Friday, a dice for the casting of lots for his garment, and then Saturday, some stone, and Sunday, some spices. And I want to emphasize Sunday some spices because on Friday, um, I'm going to talk to you about another character. This this uh, time that we've been celebrating, I've been talking about Peter quite a lot this year. So on Friday, I want to talk about Nicodemus. And it's a very appropriate time because on Sunday, you have some spices. And I just put some spices like potpourri kind of spices in a bag. And all of these I have in a little cellophane bag with a tie on it. And you can put it in one a day or you can get the whole basket ready, which is what I do. And I have a little place. It, I, I do it every year kind of the same way. I have a piece of purple fabric. My husband made a tall cross. And I put the basket with all the stuff in it. And then each morning, I know they're just the two of us and we're old. But we stop and look at these symbols. When the kids were little and my daughter was little, and the ministry has done it for years, so we want to offer it to you also. Do it for yourself. Do it for your children. Do it for the opportunity to remind yourself of what actually happened thousands of years ago on the week before or the week of crucifixion and resurrection. And then I want to offer something that I'm going to give to you today. This will take a few minutes, and it's not online. So I'm just going to give you a word and two sentences about it. And this is eight different things you could do. Today is Monday, okay? Seven of them, if you did it today, started. And you could pick one of them. Well, and the first one is a rope, just a piece of rope or twine um, that just would recall how mistreated Jesus was, beaten and bruised and mistreated and tied up. There weren't handcuffs. You know, kids would be interested in that. In those days, there weren't metal handcuffs with a clink and a link and a lock. They were ropes. They just tied them up. And maybe you want to take a piece of rope and wear it all week long as a reminder. And then a thorn. A thorn can be from a lemon tree, a rose bush, a prickly cactus if you live in the southwest, any kind of a thorn. And touch the thorn. There are two things I'm going to suggest that you touch and that children understand the prickliness of it. And then depending on the age of your children, 
what that passion event looks like. Maybe they're old enough to watch the film, The Passion, which is gruesome and grueling, but very accurate. And then there's the cross, and most of us do not have crosses the size or the weight. But I just thought, if you got anything really heavy, you got a 50-pound bag of salt, you all went to Home Depot together and said, okay, pick up this bag. Can you pick it up? And if you can't pick it up, could you pick it up? Could you carry it all the way down the aisle? Or it's a big rock in your yard. Or it's a suitcase full of books. Something that's heavy, just heavy. Pick it up or let the children try to pick it up and talk to them about the cross. And, of course, what happens then is Simon of Cyrene. And these two you can fit together for one day. And that would be, okay, here's the heavy weight of the cross. And then here's this man whose name is Simon of Cyrene. And this, I thought, would be so fun if you would say to your little children, who's helped you recently? Who? Who helped you in school today? Who helped you this morning getting ready for school? Who helped you at nursery school or preschool? Who helped you at daycare? Who helped you have breakfast? Who, just ask them as whatever age they are and let them talk about a person who would be like Simon in a time of struggle. He was there. We have our limitations, but Simon helped Jesus. And then Neil, and I like this because it's like the rope. You can wear this every day. Get a nail, just a nail like you would hang on the wall. I got one. I couldn't believe it. I thought, well, nails aren't that sharp and pointy. They are. Even the thickest spike I found in my husband's shop has a very sharp point to it. So get it. And I, I kind of put it in the place between my knuckle on my index finger and my knuckle on my thumb. There's sort of a soft, squishy spot there. Put the nail up next to it and let the children feel what that prick feels like, and then move the nail off and put a little Band-Aid on it right there, and, and ask them if they could wear the Band-Aid all week or as long as it lasts, and remember the nails that Christ had. And then um, this notion of being belittled, shamed, um, ridiculed, embarrassed, whatever words your children understand, Talk about that exposure, what it felt like to be as exposed as he was, naked. All of our children have had some, I got caught in the locker room, I had to take a shower, I, my skirt fell down, I just, some, my skirt blew up, I, someone's on my legs. Any kind of experience. I, when I was thinking about this, I told my husband, uh, many years ago I was invited to a lovely, lovely experience. And that was, I was being treated with a group of other women, five of them, who were celebrating someone's big decade birthday at a spa. Wow, it was really a big deal. And everybody played this prank on me. And it was not a good prank. And they told everybody that they were going to tell me that we went into the whirlpool area without our clothes on. And, you know, I really, a girl's a girl, and I was old enough that, you know, I, I don't have anything she doesn't have, and vice versa. And, but I went in without my clothes on, and they all had their suits on. And they thought that was really funny. Well, it was kind of funny, and I took it well, but later I felt very exposed. So you might try that conversation. And then two more things. 
one, help your kids feel tired about something. I don't know what that will look like. One of the ideas I had was to get a spray bottle and a little dirt in your hand and kind of make their faces dirty or their hands dirty or let them dig in the mud and get their hands dirty and then, and then talk about what it feels like to be dirty and perspiry, which Jesus was, and then wipe that off with a Kleenex to help them see how exhausted he might have been. And the last one is get some vinegar on a cotton ball and let them suck on it for 30 seconds. Ooh, it's really a gross thing. And when you're really thirsty, would that quench your thirst? Not hardly. So those are just some today ideas. And I want to just spend the last couple of minutes now talking about well, the first day was yesterday, and that was Jerusalem, and we talked about that on Friday, what Palm Sunday looked like, and Jesus coming into the city. And then this day, which is Monday, the second day, is Jesus curses the fig tree, and he sees a fig tree that's not providing figs. It's barren, and he purges the temple at the same time uh, by saying, you money changers have to get out of here. And then he returns to Bethany, after detecting at a glance that there was desecration going on in the courts of the Gentiles. And that's kind of a big day in the first part of this week. On Tuesday, there are so many things going on. So on Monday, when you see your week of weeks, the last Passover week ending with crucifixion and the passages, there are just oh, maybe 10 or 12 verses. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You can just read from one gospel. But on Tuesday, which is really the third day of the week, Sunday to Sunday, there are 25 verses or more because they talk about a number of things that happens. Jesus teaching in the temple and being challenged by the Sanhedrin, the parable of the marriage feast. Um, the, the day goes on with his teaching many parables, the ten virgins, the wise and the evil servant, the talents, the sheeps and the goats. And all of these are found on your resource, again coming from the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And there is one in John chapter 12, verse 20. And I'm going to end our time by reading just this one from Tuesday, the second day of the week. And it is the description, well, one of the descriptions of this day. Uh, chapter 12, verse 20, starting at verse 20. You can hear me rustling my pages. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus, and Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. And I can clearly remember my first understanding of that single grain, and that a single grain, if it dies, 
it bears much fruit. Otherwise, it's just a single grain. And I have a couple of young women in my life who have been very um, changed by the story of the mustard seed. The mustard seed. We see it in the Old Testament and the New Testament, this teeny, tiny little seed that can grow into a huge tree. And the tree is so big, and it shelters the birds and the land around it. And we had a little bag of mustard seeds given to us around the table. There were 12 of us around the table. And I pulled out that little seed, and I thought, I can save this seed forever. And, and I did. I still have that little bag of seed on my shelf of little memorabilia. But this verse came suddenly alive, because there I was with my little seed. But I wasn't letting it die mm. in the ground where it would be new life. So that is what Jesus invites us to. And he invites us to bear fruit, his fruit, with him and his strength. And I pray that these days of Holy Week, this week of weeks, that you will be encouraged. You will see all the things that Jesus has done, from the healing of Lazarus to the casting out of the money changers, and then this wonderful, wonderful teachings in the parables, especially found in chapter 21 of Matthew. We are Modern Homemakers, and I am Donna Otto, and I want you to remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon week of following close to Jesus. <laughs>